This is the diary of an entrepreneur and one person's quest to build a successful content production business from the ground up. It's been well over 10 years in the making and we still have some way to go. It's going to be quite the journey. And we are back. Episode 15. And to give you a little bit of context, I'm Danny Lacey, the CEO and founder of content production company Starter Media, and I've been working tirelessly now for as long as I can remember to build this business from the ground up. It's been a whole load of blood, sweat and tears, and I decided some years ago now to document the whole thing, sharing information that most other business owners wouldn't even dream of sharing, let's be honest. I think it's only me daft enough to do that. In this episode, I'm going to be opening up my private business folders and sharing what the business plan looks like for Starter Media and beyond. My definition of a business plan, and uh, I'll be touching on the next five years of business vision and goals within the business at Starter Media. So let's go. So uh, you must must have a business plan, says every business advisor, mentor, coach, bank, and other business institutions and experts. Pretty much everybody is yelling at you when you look at LinkedIn and social media and all these blogs that are out there and these videos that are out there. You have to have a business plan. But what they're not saying is, for the most part, you need a bespoke business plan that best fits your future business goals, forget the shabby old and outdated business plans full of stuff that you might refer to once in your entire life of your business, yet you spend months writing it and get frustrated because you're not quite sure what to put in there. And it's like, I have to think of something. You'll often end up putting random stuff in there that means absolutely nothing to your business just to fill the blank spaces. All right. We've seen all the templates that you can download off of bank websites and off of other blogging sites, and it's just page after page after page of all this stuff that, let's be quite frank, most of it you will never need, ever. Firstly, I 100% believe in planning, all right? Setting goals, documenting the foundations of the business and creating a roadmap for future growth and success. 100%. Does it need to be a thousand pages long? No, certainly not for most small businesses and even medium-sized businesses, perhaps. I also don't believe in the one-page business plan that a lot of people out there go on about. If you can't write it on the back of a post-it note, then that's it. You should be giving up and shutting up shop. That is just nonsense. And I believe... And this is just my opinion, by the way. This Again, I'm not trying to teach you and say that this is it's just, it's just my thought, all right? It's just what I've learned over the years, right? Um, so I don't believe in the one-page business plan. It just feels nonsense. And for me, it puts unnecessary restrictions in your way. I've tried it. I've tried to do the one-page. I've tried to write it on the back of an envelope. And, and I just feel like I'm giving myself unnecessary restrictions to get this job done, which is building the business plan. Now, that said, I do use a one-page system, but let me explain. It's a series of them, all right? So it's not just one page for the whole business. I keep them separate and all in one folder that I call business strategy. So there's one folder on my computer and it says business strategy. In there are all my business plan um, 
documents. Now, I needed a system that would be easy to create so it's not putting hurdles and obstacles in my way uh, that will create procrastination and me putting it off having to write this thing. Uh, It needed to be quick to review and update and having everything in one document where you had to scroll through page after page after page just didn't make any sense. It it just meant you'd write it and then it would just be left on a shelf to gather dust forevermore because you don't want to go back and read that war and peace document that for the most part doesn't really do anything and help you in building your business. So anyway, I have eight documents that sit in my folder, that folder business strategy, each with a specific theme and each with a specific action point. Now, these documents are labelled as follows, and I'm briefly going to go through these, and eventually in, in a video or on my blog on the website, dannylacy.business, FYI, um, I will probably break these down in more details, but I've got eight documents. They're labelled up as follows. Business goals, personal goals, purpose, vision basic, vision business plan, sales and marketing strategy, traction in brackets quarterly and organizational checkup. So I'm going to go through those really quickly just to give you a brief overview of what they are. First of all, business goals. These are just a bullet point list of what I want to achieve, the big picture business goals for this business. Where do I want it to be in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years time? What do I want the business to look like? It's it's not, again, war and peace. I haven't written a Shakespearean piece on the business. It's doc, It's bullet point. It might be revenue. It might be the services that we offer. It might be uh, our proposition value at that moment in time. Okay. But it's very brief and it's bullet pointed. So it's easy for me to read it when I open it and scan through it and just remind myself of what those bigger pictures are. Then I've got personal goals. It's amazing how many people do business plans and spend most of the time planning, strategizing, but they forget about themselves. Why are you doing this? So in that, I have personal goals and it'll be stuff that will that will be part of the business and it'll be stuff that's outside the business because I'm not all starter media. I'm not 100% starter media. I've got other things that I want to do in my life that I don't mind saying, you know, and don't be afraid of saying that. And I don't think, don't be ashamed of that. I don't want starter media to be 100% of what I do in life. So I have personal goals and it, it's financial, it's family, it's friends, it's lifestyle, it's health, wealth, all that sort of stuff. Then we've got purpose. What is the value proposition of this business? What problem or issues do we fix for our clients? What is our selling point? What is our elevator pitch? Um, And we've got that documented in a purpose document. And it's a really, that's probably my favorite, bestest document that I have because it just reminds me every day as I read through it of who we are and what we're trying to achieve. Then there's vision basic. So this is more like a traditional business plan, but it's in the basic version, it's literally one page, maybe a little bit more, and it's just got the breakdown of what you would find in a typical business plan. And again, I'll probably go through this in more detail in a future video or a future uh, blog, written blog. Then we've got, and apologies for the little sniffles going on, by the way, I have just coming off the back end of a cold man flu. So apologies if I'm sniffling in your ear uh, for some of this. Uh, I do apologize. It's very rude of me, but there's no easy way for me to mute the sniffles. Um, And I'm trying not to edit these podcasts. And then we've got vision business plan. So this is more like a traditional business plan where it's got stuff about the competition, the marketplace, size of the marketplace, the opportunities, um, uh, breakdown of the staff, who's on the team, their biogs, etc. The only reason I do that, and again, these other documents justify this document. The only reason I do that is if we 
want to go for serious funding or investment or maybe even a client comes to us and wants a bit more of a, a breakdown of who we are, and it, these are usually big organisational clients, then I've got that document to hand, but I don't spend too much time on it unless I really have to. So it's it's got the nuts and bolts of a more detailed business plan in there, and I could quickly fill it in and finish it up if I needed it. But it's, it's there if I need it, but I'd very rarely touch that document, but I've got it just in case. Then there's sales and marketing strategies. A really important part of our business is how are we going to grow? How are we going to move the needle in our business play, in our industry? How are we going to increase our visibility uh, from you know, being a, a low profile business into a, a big, you know, head turning, everybody knows about us type of business. And we've got that. And for me, um, sales and marketing play a really important part. And for me, it's 90% marketing, 10% sales. Sales is just the end bit, getting the uh, the the sale over the line the the very 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 last moment marketing is the bit where we're trying to get people through the door get their eyeballs on our brand and that I think takes up most of the time then there's traction this is done quarterly now in here all I do is I take the milestone key events that need to happen in any particular quarter to help us get to the goals at the end of the f- current financial year so it might and it's three columns so on the Left-hand column, column one will be uh, the long-term goals of the business over the 12-month period. The middle column will be uh, well, how, what we need to be doing in that particular quarter. And then I'll highlight them in the traffic light system so that I can see how we're getting on. Red means that I've not done anything on it and I really need to get moving. Amber means it's active, we're on with it. And green means I've done that particular thing and, it's, and we're on. So for example, in the current uh, traction, just to give you some context around what I mean, in the middle column, there's an, an item on there that says um, research into business acquisition. So that's me looking at businesses out there that might be able to fold into our companies into our setup that we might be able to acquire and it's just doing more research on that and educating myself on that and that's green because I am very busy on that at the minute then one of them might be reduce um, reduce debt on the balance sheet by 25% by the end of this quarter and that'll be amber because it's something that we're working on and we're looking at how avenues and how we can fix that so it just it, it could be various topics across the business operational staff sales marketing um, and and beyond and then on the third column issues all right these are the if this is the issues column and normally everything's in red on this column so these are problems that we've got in the business things that we need to fix or get on top of and it could be all sorts of things it could be shareholder issues it could be hmrc it could be office problems it could whatever the problems are they sit in that and it is a really good snapshot document that enables me to just quickly um from it add things to my weekly to-do list. So it's like, right, I need to do some more research in, in this, or I, I need to refinance that, or whatever the issues are. Having a snapshot in that traction document that I update every quarter, that will get me to the goals that we need to achieve by the end of the 12 months. I hope that made sense. I know there's a lot of information coming. I'm not quite sure if it's if it's coming out the way I'm intending it to, but the three columns on the traction page, left-hand side is is the main master goals for that year. Middle doc, middle row, column two, is the stuff that we need to get done in that quarter. And then the third column is the issues, the big headaches that we're experiencing that we need to get fixed as soon as we possibly can. Final document in the business strategy folder is organizational checkup. This is 22 questions that I ask myself about the business and I score the business from zero to five, sorry, one to five on each of those questions on how we're performing. And the questions might be, do you have the right people in the right seats in the business? 
do your clients feed back um, regularly on how you're performing as a business? Uh, are your vision and values clear and so on and so forth? There's 22 of those and you score them one to five and at the end there's a, a mathematical equation and it gives you a score and that's kind of where you work out where you're at as, as an organisation. That is taken from the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS, as is Traction. It's a book. Uh, I can't quite remember it off the top of my head right now, uh, so I, I may need to put this in the description somewhere, or if you email me, I'll send you the details, but it's a book called Traction, which is really, really good. It's got the entrepreneurial operating system, and and I've taken a few bits from that, and I've integrated it into my business, and organizational checkup is one of those. So those are the eight documents, brief description of each, and, and I'm sure I'll go into more detail of those, but I checked those documents like three times a week. I'm currently working to a five-year growth plan and we're almost at the end of year one. The five-year growth plan ends in 2026. I've started with the bigger picture vision of the business. So what I want to achieve, what I want the business to look like in 2026. What do we offer? What's our true purpose as a business, our proposition value, etc.? What services do we offer? What team do we need to be able to service the clients that we want to work with? What clients do we desire? Revenue targets, etc., etc. So those are the bigger picture uh, goals and vision of the business for 2026. From that, we can reverse engineer the vision and create a plan for the immediate 12 months, which should always be our main focus. I'm all for bigger picture goals, but even more keen on immediate future focus. I'm going to repeat that because it's something that I thought about recently and I think it's really, really important. We all, it's like life generally, you always think of the future, what's, you know, what's where, where my career wants to be and what revenue, what uh, level of wealth I want in 50 years time and 20 years time. And you forget what's going on right now. And you also forget what you need to be doing in the, 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 the near future. So the next few months, the next couple of years to be able to get to those bigger picture goals. And we forget all that. We just instantly focus on something that's 15 years away that you have no control over whatsoever because all sorts of stuff happens. And it's the same in business for me. A lot of companies do that. And certainly the ones I'm observing and I'm watching online, it's, you know, in 20 years time, we want in 15 years. Whereas we've got the bigger picture goals. So I'm going to repeat this sentence because I think it's really cool actually. And and I don't I don't think I've heard it before, but I'm sure it exists out there somewhere. There's no new things. These days. Anyway, I'm all for bigger picture goals. So that's the for us at the minute, the five-year plan, but even more keen on immediate future focus. Goals for five years time, but now we've got immediate future focus, stuff that we need to do tomorrow, next week, next month, and so on and so forth. I read every single document at least three times a week, if not more sometimes. I then check my to-do list, my daily to-do list, um, to make sure that it's focused on key result areas, tasks that will help move the needle for the business and help us achieve all the goals and milestones over the next 12 months. Again, that's got to be the focus, the immediate future. And for me, the next 12 months is pretty much the immediate future for us. In the last month of the year, I then work on the plan for the next 12 months that again will help us take that next step to the five-year growth plan. Um, yes, you know, I've had people yelling at me and saying you should have a 10-year plan and 15-year plan and a 15-year exit plan and all that jazz. I understand that. I get that. But I can't think that far ahead just yet. Right now, I think five years is a, a good moment for us to 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 get to so that the then we can plan for what the next 10 years after that looks like because 
the way we're at the minute and we're growing so quickly and we're finding our feet, we're finding out who we are as a business, uh, how we operate, what our personality is, the culture which is developing and uh, our purpose and proposition value. And I think, you know, five years, it could all change. There could be so many think different things that we do. We could become a completely different entity. So to try and plan 10, 15 years ahead and then reverse engineer that, I think, well, it's just not going to work for us. Uh, and I'm sure it will work for many other businesses out there, but just not for us. I'm five years, let's get to there. And then let's look at an even bigger picture. What's the next five or 10 years um, going to look like? It's also really important as well to have your personal goals in there. Just to reiterate what I was saying earlier on, why on earth are you putting yourself, if you're a business owner listening to this, or if you're thinking about becoming a business owner, but why on earth are you putting yourself through the pain and heartache of growing a business? Why? You have to think about that. All right. I mean, seriously, if, if I often get asked for advice on building a business and, and again, I'm by no means a hugely successful business owner. I'm, I'm kind of going through it at the minute and I'm, I'm growing something, uh, which is, you know, has its own level of success, I guess. But why are you going through this? I have my personal goal. I know what I'm trying to achieve with the business on many different levels. It's not just about personal gain in the business. It's not just about feeding me so I can have my yacht in the Mediterranean and big cars and houses and all that. I'm not interested in any of that materialistic stuff. It's just not me. I want to live comfortably. And there are very other, uh, loads of other uh, things that I've got going on. Like I want to buy my mum a bungalow. I know that sounds crazy, but I do. I want to pay my brother's mortgage off for him and, and tons of it. So I've got loads of little personal goals that my business will help me get to, whether it's through the business itself, through financial reward, or whether it's through opening doors for me for my own career and I go on to do other stuff. But you've got to really kind of figure that out before you start a business. Why, why, why would you go through all that stress? And for the most part, you're doing it for everybody else. All right, you as a business owner, uh, unless you get lucky and you know you become mega wealthy early doors, but for, for the most part, it, it's it's a fight, it's a battle. But why would you go through all that? Because for the most part, you're feeding everybody else. All right, you're taking that punishment. You're going through all that uh, mental health. Um, uh, you're going through all that physical pain to to feed everybody else, to keep everybody else in a job, to keep all the cla- to, to to basically service everybody else, and you get very little from it. You'll be on the minimum wage. Um, you won't have much money. You'll be putting yourself in debt left, right and centre and there's all that. So my point here is just just have a reason for doing that. What is the end? What are your personal goals? What do you want to get out of? And you might want it might be the vanity uh, materialistic side of it. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it's all legal. But then there might be the the, the the fluffy feel good side of what you might get out of the business. And, and that is also fine. But you've got to have some reason for getting into the muddiness of growing a business. And um, so there you go. Just worth thinking about, I think, before you do anything. So there's been lots more lessons that I've learned and experience gained over the last 12 months or so since we lasted the last batch of uh, Diary of an Entrepreneur podcasts. And I'm going to be sharing it all on future episodes, warts and all. It is going to be a completely open and honest um, podcast, including the return of the video version of the Diary of an Entrepreneur, which I'm busy filming right now. Uh, we're, I think, six weeks in now. So keep your eyes out on my website for more details. Uh, we'll release that online very, very soon. And that's www.dannylacy.business. www.dannylacy.business for more on that. So keep your eyes on that website. 
Right, that's it. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur and open an honest account of how I'm attempting to grow a business from the ground up. And I must stress, again, I keep saying this, I'm not trying to teach you anything. I'm not telling you this is the way you should grow your business. I'm not telling you that this is how you grow a business to make it successful. This isn't that golden bullet moment where it's like, if you do this, you will win. It's far from that, all right? I'm just sharing my journey, and if it motivates you, then great, job done. You can follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm all over social media, and if you do want to reach out to me directly, then drop me an email. My email address is dannylacey at stardomedia.co.uk. D-A-N-N-Y-L-A-C-E-Y at starda, S-T-A-D-A, media.co.uk. Right, thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for joining and supporting, and I will see you, hear you, speak to you on the next episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur.